Ladies and gentlemen, to the second episode of The Valorant Show. I'm your host, Taylor, Reflections Noble, joined by Troy Tuttle, a.k.a. Too Loud. It feels good to be back with all of you to talk some more Valorant. So let's get it underway, Troy. How you feeling? Man, it feels good, Taylor. I, I welcomed myself into the full world of PC this week with a 144 hertz monitor. And it is, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been crazy, actually, how much that has affected my gameplay in the past couple days. Now, now let me let me just clarify. You got 144 hertz, but did you make sure to change it to 144 hertz? I did. I did. I did. Big walk okay. me through all the steps, <laughs> making sure it was on, making sure it was working properly. Uh, and so yes, so yes, I am at 144 hertz. I'm getting 144 frames per second. Uh, so right. I'm doing. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm there. Uh, but man, it's been it's been a fun week of Valorant. Man, uh, we got our ranks right. We've been working on our ranks. Uh, I went up to uh, you know we I. I think we fell in the same curse everybody falls in, the little, little iron curse, right, at the very uh. beginning. Like, and this was all over Reddit, too. Like, people are falling into this curse. Um, so I, yeah. I do believe as well we're better than that, right? Uh, and so I jumped up, I think, immediately to bronze. And then y yesterday we had a couple couple rough games with our boy Naked. We uh, we were we were trying yeah. to help him get through. Rest in peace, Naked. That was, it was a rough night for him. But It, it was uh, a rough night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overall, overall, it's been a good week of Valorant, man, and and and, and uh, you know, continue to learn this experience of PC and this new kind of genre, right, in a way of a shooter that I've never played before. Well, I'm glad that you joined the PC Master Race, man. It's got to feel good, you know. You hey, know, we get more frames. I think the graphics are better. It, it, dude, it really is. Like for many years, I'm like, oh, come on, these people that play PC is ridiculous. But no, I get it. I get it now. I get it. I understand the love, <laughs> and it is the Master Race. I don't know, man, but the, the, the PS5, they, they, well, they say they release, you know, gameplay. I think everybody always says they release gameplay, but yeah. uh, it looked impressive if that was really gameplay. I'm not going to lie, but I think at the end of the day, PC is just going to reign supreme. But hey, man, 144 hertz, Dude, welcome. I heard, welcome I, to the, I a, a new way of the, looking at things. The new Xbox is only 60 hertz. Are you kidding me? Wait, for real? That's what I saw yesterday online. Oh, my. Uh, I think, I believe Power, G, Power GPU had tweeted out like a little caption of it of like an advertisement it said like max 60 hertz and i was Yikes. like are you kidding me no way i mean I, I in a way i guess that's good for tournament organizers because they already own 60 hertz monitors so they don't have to go ahead and upgrade to 144 hertz monitors but still though at the end of the day you can step up your game we need, the, we need 144 hertz. That's the at thing about the gaming industry. Like, Xbox. We're moving forward all the time, right? With the gaming industry. Like the new tech is always right in front of us. And the thing about the gaming industry, it wants it more than any other industry, right? When it comes to tech, like we're right there. Everybody's buying in, jumping right on it, you know? So I, I think you, in order to compete, right? And have a game, say like Valorant, if you're a tournament organizer, you better be having 144 hertz monitors. You better make that investment. No, no, that that that's that's the standard. I, you know, that's honestly the standard nowadays. And even phones now are starting to get upwards to 144 hertz. I don't think they're at 144 just yet, but they're absolutely getting close. So it's like for an X, I don't know, but you know, it it might be hard to you know process a, a consumer product such as an Xbox, maybe even a PS5 or whatever, or, you know, and sell it at a you know cheap enough price for you know. I guess people to buy it, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, man, maybe at the end of the day, I'm not as smart as those guys are, but uh, I definitely want my 144 Hertz, but who knows? Maybe the average consumer just doesn't care. You know, 60 Hertz more than enough. I think more you than care. enough. If and, you uh, know what it is though, you care, you know what I mean? Like, I, th you know I think what if it you is. know what it is. Yeah. I think you care. Well, that's crazy, man. But Hey, the end of the day, though, we're back on PC, baby. That's, that's all that matters, right? That is, so that's true. That's all that matters. We apologize for not releasing an episode on Sunday like we we're supposed to, but hey, I had a Gears major I had to commentate, so I apologize for not being here, Troy. He couldn't do it by himself. Yeah, in way, it wouldn't happen. be fair if he did it by himself. I mean, it happens, right? I mean, I can't tell you the number of times uh, on the Fortnite podcast, me and Monster missed a week. I mean, look, we are dedicated to make sure we keep bringing tons of content here, and we're going to get in that groove where we're dropping them all the time. Uh, but you know what? When you're a busy man like Taylor, and you're casting a major, like, I mean, come on. Congratulations, <laughs> by the way, dude. How awesome was that to cast your first major? 
Oh man, well you know it's my first Gears major. My it's my first major since 2014. I uh, the last one I did was like Call of Duty uh, Philly um, for UMG, but uh, it's my first major in several years, and I got to say it felt good to finally be back on casting once again uh, to the masses. It was great. One of the highest viewed Gears of War tournaments. Um, we had a, a massive peak on top of that. Had some great matches. I'm blessed. That's all I can say. Now we need to get you casting a major and uh what a way to do it right with the valorant show anyways i think yeah, we're pushing yeah. in the right direction to uh, helping you achieve that goal baby you never know you never hopefully later on this year we will be casting some together uh and casting some valorant we'll see what happens there but as we do that i mean we do have lots of people listening to the show already and thank you so yes. much for everybody that is like Thank you guys for jumping on board and being here and uh, already showing your support. We really appreciate it. I already said some people ask, like, hey, where is an episode? So, you know, when people are missing it, Taylor, that means they like it. And uh, this week we actually got uh, we got some feedback. So how about you take us into uh, Ask the Agents? Here we go. Ah, so much learned this day. A victory on many fronts. All right, so in Ask the Agents, we give you a chance to uh, make your comments, right? If you made a comment, we'd like to read them. Give you a chance to be, uh, if you will, on this platform, on this very show. We want to be able to showcase you for uh, coming by every single episode. And we ended up getting our first comment. We appreciate him. His name is Darth Meerkat. I have no idea. Uh, I know what a Meerkat is. A Darth, I guess, Darth Vader. Darth, Darth Meerkat. Yeah. Either way, I'm loving, I'm loving the name. And I'm loving the question. He ended up coming through and saying, uh, do you think that they will take a seasonal approach to ranked like Overwatch or will there be no seasons like CSGO? If you guys don't know, uh, Overwatch has a new season like every two months. uh, You have to then regain your rank over time uh, within that span of two months. And then after two months, it uh, essentially ends and then they go into a fresh season. And CSGO, there is no season. It's just basically you have to continue to play and continue to achieve your rank. So that's what he means by that. Second part of the question, if there are any seasons, will my rank last season affect my placements in the new season? Now, I feel this is a great question, actually, which is funny because this episode, uh, we're going to be discussing a lot of ranked. Obviously, this being, you know, Valorant being in beta, ranked mode was a hot topic in our last uh, podcast that we ran. And uh, one of the questions that I think a lot of people are going to start bringing up, like Darth Meerkat, is the fact Will we see seasons or will there be a continuing ranking structure? What do you think? Oh, man. I, I mean, so League has seasons. So first off, I'm going to throw it back yeah. to that. League has seasons. So, uh, I mean, I expect them to follow that line. I really like seasons for a number of reasons. Um, also, for new players, right? It gives them that hope of like, okay, look, I know I can't get there this time, but maybe I can get there next time, right? I have that I have that starting ground back with everybody. Uh, however, on the flip side of it, like if you're an OG player and you've been grinding and you're there and you have this certain level um, and it doesn't account for anything moving forward, that then disconnects me from the investment I've made into your game a little bit, right? And so I'm torn on this one a little bit as far as how often and when. I mean, you, you see things like, uh, you know, League obviously having yearly seasons, you know, Overwatch having, you know, bi-monthly or every two months. But you also have, you know, Fortnite who has sometimes 10-week seasons, sometimes, you know, 15 or 20 weeks, whatever they end up deciding for their community. But, like, you know, it's a range of options here. But I definitely think CSGO is not the way to go um, where you have no season at all. Um, Because... I think if you if you literally just stick people in this thing, it's it's a little deflating when they want to come play your game. And, and I think that's fair. I think that's fair. You know, I'm a I I'm a huge advocate of having seasons because when you introduce new seasons, it also adds an opportunity for the developer, such as in this case Valorant or excuse me Riot, to add in additional seasonal you know pieces to the store, which obviously I'm going to be purchasing, right? So for me, it, it gives them a unique opportunity to add in you know extra uh, additional agents or maybe even additional map per season, right? It gives them a chance to expand. So I'm a huge advocate on bringing in seasons. I would love for them to implement that. Plus, I like a fresh start. You know, I love a fresh start at the very beginning. I want, uh, for me, it's it's kind of an addiction, if you will. Like like you mentioned Fortnite, right? A great example, uh, a game that we come from. I love at least going back and with the new season coming out, the 
league or the ranked play being reset, right? So then I had to earn my way through the ranks once again. And it was very satisfying once I reached, I never reached a top, unfortunately, but you know, at least getting to a better level than I was before. So for me, I would love to see Valorant push in more of a seasonal kind of season, if you will. And like you said, league does that, right? And um, I think that's going to be a huge indication as to what they're going to do for the future. But I'm with you. You know, I don't want just a continual uh, season like CSGO. And there's nothing wrong with it per se, but it's just not as satisfying as new seasons coming through. Now, as far as the second part of the question, if there are seasons, will my rank last season affect my placement in the new season? And this can go one of two ways. Once again, referring back to Fortnite, right? Your rank in League would change, or at least it would reset every single time. You wouldn't get a boost. And uh, But if you look at other games, like even going even going to a mobile game called Clash Royale, whenever you play that, your rank would then reset to a lower level than it would finish at. However, it wouldn't be as low as maybe if you were, you know, below a certain trophy range. So like, let's say you finished at 3,800, it would drop you down to 3,500, as opposed to if you finished at 3,500, then it would drop you down to 2,800, if that makes sense. So I would personally like, if a new season did come along, I just want a fresh start. Once again, I don't want my rank in the previous season to affect my rank in this season. And by doing so, it just evens everything out. Puts everybody on the same playing field. What what about what about a battle pass for each season? Do you do you want that? Do you want oh, this seasonal pass? <laughs> I mean, I mean now you get... I mean, you know, if they do it like every other game is doing it, they're going to make money. Yeah. Number 1, they would definitely make money, right? But my question is, how much would this freaking pass even be? I mean, are we talking that mm. like in 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 this realm, it's like what a fifty dollar pass every season? Like, what is it for them, right? Because we talked yeah. about their price price points last time, but I mean, if if they really are going to stand true to like this pricing scale that they have, if they put out something like a battle pass, what would the rewards even be in this game? Well, I mean, I think the rewards would follow the same that we're seeing already in the beta. You know, unlock different weapon skins. Uh, if you battle buddies, enough, maybe you unlock yeah battle buddies. You know, skins for your you know your your pistols or what? Because I think right now you only earn pistol skins if I'm not mistaken, right? From each character. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think yeah, I think it's only pistol. But I mean, I you know the industry standard now across all games, whether it be BRs, uh, you know, MOBAs, it doesn't matter. They're kind of following the suit of battle passes, right? That's kind of your thing. You're not a battle pass, but at least some seasonal content or some seasonal pass that you buy. And that's kind of the standard now. I would love that personally. It's very satisfying. You know, people have to have, and that's why ranked was important during this beta. I don't think this beta would continue to have the steam that it still has if it wasn't for ranked mode, if it wasn't for people trying to achieve something, you know, but it's the same thing in regular pub play ranked at one at certain point in time after a year, two years ranked, isn't going to be enough. And that's where I think a season pass, like you mentioned, is going to be hugely beneficial for keeping your average player base interested and and continuing to get on and play the game so i would love a season pass now as far as a price point though troy that is a good question because right now obviously things are incredibly expensive in the beta but that's probably because they're given 20 percent back but i will say this it's going to be hugely the price point at least in my opinion is going to be very dependent on how long the season is so if a season is like an overwatch two months you can't be charging 50, 60 bucks for a season pass. It's just going to be outrageous. You're not going to be able to spend that much. Now, if it's two months at a time, then maybe you can, you know, spend 15 or 20 bucks for a season pass. Now, if it's a six month season pass, then maybe you can justify spending 60, 70 bucks, right? On that Ooh. for that six month time span. Um, so I think for me, at least, and I'll let you give your opinion, I think it's going to be hugely dependent on how long the seasons actually are. Yeah, no, no, that's a great point. Um, and not really the, how I thought through it, but you're right. Like if their items, like this game, I feel like is a little different than Fortnite as in, we're not going to see like brand new sets of skins, maybe every single week, multiple, multiple new items, right? You might see one set come out every other week or like a couple different gun skins here and there. I don't feel like they're going to pour it on kind of like, you know, Epic has done with, the, you know, you get 10 different things and all of a sudden you got know, yeah, yeah. five different ones come out and these packs and all this stuff. 
Or I don't I don't see Riot really doing that as much. I'm sure they'll have a starter pack thing. You know, they did the same thing for League. They had some type of starter pack. You know, it gets you an extra one lock, right? Unlocked one of sure. the characters mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But I I am with you. I if if it is, I feel like I feel like it's definitely gonna either be a quarterly thing or a semi annual thing. Uh here. I think you're right. I think it's either six months or it's every three months. I don't see them shortening this. There's the the just the way that the game is framed, and the and the culture around the game already, right? In the CS:GO, you know, community, they, the same type of feel in a way of player type. It's that they they are a very in most cases pretty more mature group of players, right? Um, and they want value in in whatever items they put on, right? You don't carry a whole lot of different guns. You don't have a whole lot of different weapons every time you're playing a game, right? Sure. You don't have the, the need to have all these skins that are just a plethora of items. So that's why I ask, like, if they start doing seasons, what is it and how much is it? There's got to be things also we're not thinking of that they could also customize, right? But if they started giving you a ton of skins, I feel like that just doesn't match this game's culture. Yeah, I don't think it would. Um Albeit, though, I think skins are going to be an important part of this game, at least for the oh, casual fan base. Yeah. Of, you know, it's it's fun for new skins, but you're right. I don't think we're going to see as as many items added, such as in Fortnite, where there's so much customability with uh, or customability. You know, with with you know pickaxe, different weapons. And, yeah, yeah. You, know, you have boats and other items and things like Bat that. Bling. But I mean. Yeah. Yeah, back bling, but which, by the way, I love, um, and I spent way too much money on that game. But you know, the point I'm going to do the same thing with Valorant. Um, but you know, one thing that I do like, and just as a side note, one thing that I love that they already Valorant has already done in beta is what the fact that you can upgrade each gun itself, right, uh, through Radianite. And one of the things on certain weapons that you can purchase is actually death animation, or at least you know, once you kill the final guy or eliminate the final guy. An animation pops up right now. It's like a purple, like not not a mist per se, but like a purple cloud. There you go. That kind of goes up, right? Whenever you eliminate somebody, I believe it's at least for mine, it's with my vandal. So yeah, at yeah. least like, you know, final kill animations, that's unique. And that's something that I could get behind. So they'll find unique ways to kind of customize and add things. I'm I'm absolutely certain with the season pass, but well, yeah, it even goes question, down though. to like the, the way you re you know, you reload too, right? That's an upgrade, right? That sure, animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the trailing of your of your bullets, that's an animation, right? So I think they're like 10 radianite a piece right now. Um I I also want to know how other ways I get radianite, but that's another discussion for another day. <laughs> yeah, well, like what is up with that? You know, honestly, uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm not getting on a rant with this, but how do you get radianite? Seriously. I don't I other I don't, than purchasing it. I, I don't know. I, well, I'm about so I am six thousand away from finishing my first contract, uh, all the way through level ten. Um, all the way so, through level ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm gonna find out tonight whether or not you get more rating night when you complete a contract, because okay. that is a question of mine. Uh, I'm sure, obviously, everybody's probably like, "Oh, yeah, you can," because whoever's listening to this is probably like, "I googled this already," uh, which would have been a smart <laughs> thing to probably do. But I, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm gonna see if you, I know you get another token from my understanding uh to unlock another character so i will get that mm-hmm. tonight um uh, so i might be you know still in breach from you no i'm kidding i won't do that to you oh oh no please don't Not man that's time <laughs> i, I but, love breach here breach is one of my favorites well but that is interesting because if you look at uh, if, if you guys are fortnite fans um you earned v bucks throughout the battle pass so maybe throughout maybe if they do introduce like a season oh, pass yeah. you'll maybe earn it's really built on radiant uh, after every 10 levels yeah you know? that would be interesting so yeah, I you know that's something I think that would probably be the most realistic. Either way, pretty cool stuff. I'm curious to see what they're gonna add. Obviously, only in beta, but hopefully that game is coming out pretty soon. But I gotta say, hey, we mentioned it. Ask the agents. It's your chance to write to us to get us to talk. Uh, you know whether you guys have any questions, maybe some things on your mind. Maybe you just want to give a shout out and let us know that we're doing a good job, or maybe something you want to see improved in the future. Either way, we want to showcase you. And we want to uh, put you on the spotlight, if you will. We want you guys to be involved. You are the agents, after all. So, hey, come through, and uh, let's let's get you in. Let's get you in. But uh, Darth Meerkat, thank you for your question. We appreciate it. And, uh, Troy, we had one of the biggest updates as of yet. Let's go ahead and run it back. Yeah, let's bring it back. 
All right, so last time we ended up talking about the servers, and I just wanted to go ahead and follow up with that. Ended up seeing a tweet that came out today saying that the uh, Brazil, Korean, and Latam regions, the uh, they're going to start testing competitive rated mode this weekend. So you All guys right. who have been waiting, if you're from those regions, yeah. you're going to go ahead and uh, get your rated mode. So that's always a positive thing. Just wanted to follow up with that. Yeah, that's uh, it's awesome to see you know them continue to expand right and bring it to more regions, a lot more players to get involved. You know, have this amazing feeling of playing Valorant like we do every night. So, you know, even mm -hmm. if it's only your one game that you get on and play. Oh, stop! Don't do now. Your, your see one what Troy's game. doing. I look. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a busy man. So is Troy. I'll be. So is Troy. Look, the the guy's a family I just don't man. Sleep. Plus, he works. That's full the problem. Time. <laughs> like literally, you, you dude. I, I I literally don't. I'm not even kidding you. Like it's gotten worse during this COVID thing because I'm like, oh, uh -huh. I'm working from the house. So like, as long as I hit the bed by like four, I at least get four and a half hours of sleep before I got to be up for my first phone call, you know, 830. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm literally stupid. Okay. Because I'm crashing at like, <laughs> and you can hear it in my voice. I need to get sleep. Yeah. I, but I've, oh, no. I, and, and this happened a few weeks ago. I didn't sleep enough and I got sick, but like. Literally, I'm going to bed at three because I'm, I'm, you know, three or four because after I get off Valorant, I watch a movie uh, and then, you know, typically wake up at 830 and do it all over again and stay up till three or four like an idiot. But yes. But hey, I'm playing more than one game a night. Don't don't throw this back on me. This was about <sighs> you getting on to play like, hey, guys, I'm on. OK, cool. <laughs> oh, you oh, oh, you're done with. Oh, you played your one game. OK. Yeah, yeah, he's not lying. I get on for one game at a time. Look, it's a glorious game. I'm not gonna lie. I, I usually stay out with like 12 or 13 kills. But either way, at the end of the day, I get on for that one game. At least I'm consistent with that. I like sleep. What can I say? I really enjoy sleep. I'll play more than one game tonight, though. I'll play more than one good, game tonight, good. I promise. I'm glad. Get, get some competitive in. But hey, if you haven't been getting sleep, you're probably not gonna be getting much more sleep, given the fact that this update was so massive, and yeah. I have to say now with, uh, at least with the patch notes or at least version uh, 0.50 coming out, it is one of the big, it actually it's not one of, it is the biggest update we have seen as of yet for the beta, and in fact, it almost makes it Valorant 2.0, given the how many changes occurred, and we'll start off with simply the amount of weapon changes that ended up coming through all rifles. All rifles, that includes the Vandal, Phantom, the Bulldog, at least an automatic fire, the Guardian, and uh, both of the machine guns, the Ares and Odin, have all seen weapon changes, and that includes uh, gun recovery time, and that also includes tap efficiency, and even adjusting the horizontal recoil, uh, you know, up to 15% on some. So massive, massive differences. And on top of that, too, a walk accuracy with these weapons. So overall, and, and I've, I've played on the new update, you played on the new update. I've noticed a major, major difference. Yeah, I mean, I, made, I, I saw a major difference the first day as well, because Big couldn't shoot anybody at all. Well, come on, <laughs> I mean, that's... Come on, that's no, normal. What no, can I say? No, that's a little hate on, on one of our friends that uh, usually is putting us in the backpack <laughs> a little bit. Me, at least, in the backpack a little bit. But uh, no, I mean, big changes as well. I mean, for instance, the Vandal had a 15% uh, reduction recoil uh, just while yep. cr crouching and stationary. So the game also, th this week, you know, to talk about like all those, th they also came out with that Peaker's Advantage uh article this week right so like yep. all these mm -hmm. changes tied to that article that came out about how they're really trying to to like allow the game to shine in areas where when you're defending and you're holding an angle that is the advantage you don't get outplayed just because someone's able to come around and make this quick quick peek on you per se right which is weird right. because the big thing about csgo has always been the quick peek right I feel like right. from from a viewer, right? And I'm not a, I've never been a big a player of CS:GO, uh, but I have watched it a lot, and that's always kind of been the plays, right? Is those big peak moments? You know, those are the plays where people are shouting, and they kind of went the opposite way here, which is very interesting to me, because yeah. all these gun changes kind of play into, hey, the more stationary or the more you crouch and you make an, an additional play once you get in that fight, you know, there's there's recovery times that have been increased and decreased and everything else. 
And and just to explain to the viewers at home, when it comes to what he's what he's talking about, the peaker's advantage, maybe you don't know exactly what that is. So in a game, or even in real life, let's say you're holding a certain angle, the person who has to clear that angle, so the person that's coming on the attack, right, should be at a disadvantage because they're the ones who have to then readjust to you who's sitting in a corner or, or sitting, you know, at, at a certain angle, whatever, or just basically aiming down sights ready to go. In some games, it's actually the person who's on the attack, the person who's being aggressive, who actually has the advantage. And that shouldn't be the case. It should be the person who's actually peeking and aiming down sights around that corner. That's who should be getting the advantage. And when it comes to Valorant, they have been doing, or at least taking great strides to avoid that and really stop yeah, that. So overall, they're still trying to combat that, like you said, Troy, with that article. And on top of that, too, another thing that people were upset with was the idea of counter-strafing, how it just simply didn't exist in this game. Now, one way that they're battling that is they are, in fact, adding a recoil reduction on certain weapons, um, or at least for the Vandal, right? And, and they'll probably yeah. implement it more as we go along. A 15% reduction of recoil when you're crouched or stationary. This is going to add more of a CSGO kind of feeling, if you will. If you guys don't know, in CSGO, it's very common to crouch down to increase your accuracy so you can essentially beam somebody up ahead. Valorant didn't have that in the beginning. You could strafe left, you could strafe right, and shoot with the same accuracy as you could when you were crouched or stationary. That is no longer the case anymore. Now you're going to be punished. Just, you know, or at least you're not going to get that accuracy bonus if you strafe left and strafe right while shooting. You can still be accurate, but you're not going to be as accurate. So because of that now, they added, the, like I said, that recoil reduction, 15% while crouched and stationary, and that is with the Vandal specifically. So there is a real reason now to play tactically. And I like that they are at least pushing that direction because for me, that reads esports all over it. And that's a good competitive direction this game needs to push into. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and they continued on, right, with the Phantom, which, like, I thought this gun definitely needed something at distance that was helping it, and I didn't realize, of course I should have, that the recovery time, which is the time that it resets, so, like, that's the time that you shoot the bullet and your gun goes back, yeah. your recoil goes back to line zero, right, for everybody that's out there, like, right in front of you, even line, um, and it doesn't, it, it, and so for them to go ahead and go ahead and reduce the recovery time for the Phantom was huge because to be able to burst that gun and it reset quicker is where the big advantage is for the Phantom on this. And it, they almost cut that recovery time in half. So it went from yeah. 0.55 to 0.35. But the biggest one that like surprised me out of all this, though, was the Guardian. And the fact that they actually reduced the time that it as well for the recovery time for the Guardian because I didn't feel like... That gun needed more recovery time. I use it all the time, but it does feel better now. And it's a slight change, but it feels better. Yeah, and I think, you know, at least for us, we we may have not noticed it as much. But I do know at a competitive level watching, whether it be the NRG tournament, the T1 tournaments, or even watching Hiko play, they would constantly point out that the Guardian just wasn't the weapon to use. A lot of players weren't buying that specific weapon. Maybe it was because of the recovery time. Maybe they weren't happy with it. So reducing it might put it more in line to uh, where it should be, at least for the cost, right? Because it's one of the cheaper ARs that you can buy or one of the cheaper rifles, right. as they call it. So maybe that's going to put it more in line to have more usability moving forward. But I will say all of the ARs, all of the rifles, can, they feel considerably better and I've noticed, even in my low elo, right, even being at bronze one, like I've noticed a major difference and I really enjoy it. Now, machine guns, the LMGs, the Ares and Odin, th these are some weapons that they're kind of, they're still a novelty, right? If you're going to use them, right. but we were seeing the Ares being used at a competitive level. And the reason is because of how cheap it was compared to a rifle or even compared to uh, some of your SMGs. So the Ares price has been reduced from 1,700 to 1,600 credits. So it's going to be now more usable. And I believe it's going to be used a lot more now in competitive tournaments. And on top of that too, they also at least came through and fixed a firing error. So basically, uh, you know, bullet one now is going to come at a certain angle versus bullet five and versus uh, bullet 10. So if you don't know, the more you spray, the more it's going to kind of, uh, you know, Spread Expand. out, if you will, yeah. your shots, your bloom. Not not bloom necessarily, but at least your shots are going to start getting a little bit crazy. 
but they did reduce the amount and intensity of the horizontal recoil after the first eight bullets. So for me, that's cool. And also the Odin as well did get a reduction. Yeah, but in the if, amount you're, intensity if you're using the, the Odin, you're just recoil. trolling. Like most of the time. Yeah, right? it's you're a novelty, like I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not going to get, not a lot of people. I mean, if you're excited about the Odin reduction, like, <laughs> okay, way to go. I'm happy for you then. I don't know what to say. Like, like I don't. They that could have been like a hidden gem. You know what I mean? They could have left that one out. I wouldn't have cared. You know, hey, wouldn't it be funny if they just? I mean, I don't think it actually probably wouldn't be too funny if they just left out all these weapon changes and people were just like, wait a second. Oh, dude, totally you know the internet? Man. They would totally, they would totally discover it. They'd go dissect oh, videos no, that, that they you, had you, before. You got, the, you got those oh, those nerds man. that I love. That just sit there in the training course, right, and just aim at the aim at the target. Look, wait a second. Yes. Based on the trajectory of the first shot, as as opposed to the eighth shot, there is definitely a point five uh, increase of the actual uh, angle of up to the ninety degree. They're, they're <laughs> I, I love the depth. I really watch do. Next to them, right? I feel uh, like I feel uh, like they would have like a like a little you know time watch next to them. They're hitting on. But I mean, they they look at the end of the day. I think it does sum up that. Uh, as you said, like this is just more signs of esports, right? Of the sign of like they are really taking this truly, you know, to the heart of a competitive game yep. uh, at at its highest level, trying to fix every little thing. I mean, changing you know point five zero to point four five, like, and is so minimal of a change, but they obviously know, hey, look, we want to make some changes here, which which you know they're trying to make the balances, which is the same reason they made all the agent changes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the agent changes is really the meat and potatoes because we have seen some agent changes in the past, aka, you know, rays with the paint canisters being reduced, um, as well as maybe, you know, the satchel charges and, and a couple of other things. But we ended up looking at five different agents that ended up getting uh at least nerfed, if you will, in certain ways. And uh and and honestly, some of those ways are pretty massive, even though I guess from the unobservant eye, you wouldn't really notice it. And one of those being Sage. Sage has absolutely been one of the most OP characters, which is funny. Typically, your healers aren't necessarily considered OP. It's more of your DPS characters, right, that tend to be OP in multiple different games. But in this case, Sage is incredibly OP because of the effect it can have on the map. It can, you know, Sage can literally shut down lines of sights and attacks. And one of those being with the slow orb, which has been decreased. The duration has decreased from nine seconds to seven seconds. So it's a little bit, uh, you know, less of an Im impact, if you will, but still very impactful for slowing down your opponents, maybe trapping them, uh, maybe for a brimstone ult to come through. And also on top of that too, the slowing amount has decreased from 65% to 50%. So it allows you, if you do get caught in it, into it, to kind of get out, if you will. But one of the biggest changes, and you pointed this out last night, is the fact that the Sage's Barrier Orb, the wall, is now not only, it's not 300 credits, now it's 400 credits. They increased it by 100, and that has a huge impact on your initial gameplay off of rounds maybe one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah, you're not able to get your wall and your ghost right if you want to do that. Um, it's no longer an option. I, I, I mean, the nine seconds to seven seconds is really big. Uh, it's huge, more so than people think, especially at a really high level when you're trying to hold you know, certain angles, you know, they're pushing certain places as you rotate. Two seconds is a long time when you're rotating to get a shot off, right? In this game, uh, the, uh, more than any game ever is a game of seconds. I know people say that a lot when you talk about Fortnite and building and, you know, them going one to one and how important, but this game, a, a half of a second, right? We know the wrong moves. You, I mean, how many times have you gone to use an ability and somebody walks around a corner and shoots you, right? Like this oh, has happened to me so many times. Uh, and so I, I think that's way bigger than, than, you know, most people realize when you look at nine to seven seconds. Um, and you know, the biggest change to me, it, it, like I said, is her, is the, the, uh, the wall price, right. And, and not sure. being able to buy that, um, slowing amount decreased from 65 to 50% of her orb. That's not that big a deal. I mean, yeah. but what's so funny is they literally say in their patch notes, we all know Sage is OP. <laughs> right like they literally said that in their patch notes so they decided to reduce uh some of her stopping power while allowing her to fulfill her new role as a primary or a premier st staller in valorant so i mean look they they definitely know the situation just like rays we saw them nerf rays right 
originally. Yeah. So the sad one though is Cipher, bro. Like my heart hurts uh. when I saw all these changes. <laughs> like my spy cam cooldown increased. Yeah, I, like I get less cameras now. I mean, the, ca- the enemies moving through cages no, you know, no longer slows the enemies. No longer slows them, yeah. Ah, like, come on. My cages didn't have that long a time. <laughs> Anyways, I do think they need to increase the duration of the cage, by the way. If you look at it compared to okay. other smokes and things in the game, it's really short. Um, I actually would need to go time it, but it, it definitely is short. You know, I play Brimstone a lot, and I play Cypher a lot. Right. And the cages are yeah. like half the time of a smoke, at least, if not a, th- uh, if not a third of the time. Well, you know what? That might be something they could do in the next update, given the fact that it no longer has a slow effect. So maybe yeah, yeah. to kind of counterbalance that to offset it, maybe increase the time that it's it's up. Yep. Yeah, that's I'd love to see that as well. Uh, you know, I Either think- way, though, he's he's not lying. By the way, Cypher Brimstone, that's all he runs. So that's why I'm shocked when you're like, I'm going to take Breach from you. I'm like, what? I'm what kidding. Do you, need to take? you never run Breach. What do you- <laughs> all of a sudden. I don't have him. I got to unlock him. Tonight. Oh, okay, that's what you know? Okay, that's okay. That's if you haven't played Breach yet and you haven't had a chance. All right, I'll I'll, I'll concede. I'll let you have Breach. Then I'll, I'll take over like a cipher. I don't like you know Brimstone's awesome. I just don't like playing Brimstone. I don't know. I'll play I'll play a cipher though. It which by the way, in this update, it, it it will take a while too. But you know one thing that I do like about Cipher though is he's typically by himself, and that's how I like to play by myself. Get away from me. I like to be by myself, and I like to slay out. Okay. I'm gonna like play that little right, song we'll all by myself that. right here, right? Your little song <laughs> all by myself. I wanna uh, be. I, yeah. You know, it, it, it's a sad existence, but it's one that I've chosen. Okay, yes, it's, the, it's true. It's true. It's, it's you true. know, there's a fork in the road. One is less traveled on. Yeah, I can't believe anything got increased on Viper though. Like, why she was all, like everybody's already saying how great she is, and then all of a sudden, hey, you know what? We're gonna increase her snake bite from 350 to 450. You know, the thing about Viper, though, is Viper, for me, I think out of all the characters or all, all the agents, Viper is one of those that has a high skill ceiling. It's it's easy to play and just throw, you know, the Things, abilities yeah, out, maybe yeah, your yeah. ultimate, but it's hard to master. It really is. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that just means the higher level you get, the, the, the higher you go in your ranking, the more you run into Viper, the harder she's going to get because... They that's increased fair. they increased their bite rate uh, snake bite again. So I don't know. I mean, you know, that's her little radius bubble that, that goes out. You know. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. yeah. Well, so that just makes you know who that makes stronger. One of the one of the guys we talked about in episode number one, first one to reach uh, Valorant for NA, Ten Z. Yeah, right from Cloud yep. Nine. Yep. That's uh, all he does is main Viper. So he yeah. just got that much more powerful, and he was already the most powerful. That's what I'm saying. What- <laughs> doesn't make, doesn't make sense to me. What are you doing, Riot? What are you doing? Oh, hey, hey, now let, let's not get on their bad side. <laughs> Either way, though, I, I, you know, that's one of the characters that are agents I haven't unlocked. And I really want Viper. Viper I do is just. I actually might unlock her instead yeah. of Brim. Or instead of. Yeah. Uh, I, I would. Yeah. Breach. Instead of Breach. Yeah. Instead of, I, so, I would yeah. if I were you. Yeah, I might actually Ooh. do that. I, you know what I do love, though, is that under the uh, mentioning Brimstone. Under the update for Bram, Phoenix, and Viper, they literally said, we see you B-hoppers out there jumping, <laughs> jumping through the incendiary fireballs and snake bites while trying to take no damage. Uh, but they, listen, they said, we, we don't want you to completely negate the skill, right? But that's what I love. Like they said, like, hey, there's a skill here. We don't want you yeah. want it to go away, but we don't want, we, we don't want it to be, uh, you know, basically they want to still be able to use the ability. They want it to be viable, right? Um, yeah. So I, I think it's really funny that they see things like this that the community does or kind of build in their game they knew about. And although it does kind of counteract, you know, maybe an ability or something at its, at its you know, core, they're saying, hey, look, if there is a counter, we don't want to necessarily like get rid of it. We want you guys to still be able to have this skill gap. And that's the thing. That's, that's what I love because at the pro level, at the top level, especially as this game continues to develop, which by the way, fun fact, um, Shroud ended up coming out he released a, or at least in one of his streams he said he thinks this game is going to be around for the next 10 years which i absolutely hope so there's a lot of potential there but if this game does have longevity like league of legends right like it does. csgo then you're going to have high skill ceilings where you know at the beginning like i said it's easy to get you know come down it's easy to play like i said viper right very very easy to play throw the abilities out okay but there's going to be a huge skill gap 
from your basic Viper player to your extreme Viper player who's been playing that and maining that, you know, agent for yeah. who knows, a year straight, like, you know, maybe like 10Z. But it's the same thing with bunny hopping. And I like the fact that bunny hopping is in the game because it is a very real viable skill set that you need to learn. And the top level players have already mastered it and it helps you get through slows. It helps you, you know, get through incendiaries and fireballs and snake bites and things like that without taking damage. And I like the fact that Valorant, very esports centric, they are not trying to take away that skill gap. They want to maintain it, but they also don't want it to be overpowered. So they're trying to balance it without completely removing it. For me, I love that it, it really touches my heart. And I just love the fact that they're so aware. Touches your heart. Right? I the love, guys over I, at Valorant are so aware. They are filling your heart with joy, aren't they, Taylor? They're just filling your heart with joy. Oh, it's, it's like Christmas. Every, every <laughs> patch. And, and, you know, and I love that they add like their justifications and patch oh, notes. I they do don't just throw the patch notes. You know, they, it, they give you a justification. Well, it also shows character, right? It shows like, hey, I think sure. it shows like, hey, we're playing the game too. We know, we, we see it. Mm -hmm. We see the changes that need to be happening and made. And, and here we go. And we're, we're having fun with it as well, you know? So, you know, I, to me, they, there is so much in this update. You could read, we could literally read forever, right? When you start talking about all the map changes from, from Split to Haven, yep. right? And, and some of the HUD changes. But I think what's so cool is like, when you talk about those things, uh, like getting in, in with a five man, like we did the other night and immediately Big said, hey, Taylor, look at this corner. Look, they rounded it here. Hey. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and like, Split. Yeah, seeing all those different things. And, you know, like I said, there's so much more in this update that people can go and read about, like that's going on. It's insane. Uh, but like, it does speak to the fact that they are really watching the game and they are serious about making it the best it can be, Taylor. And I think uh, that's what yeah. it means. I mean, that, that's, the, that's the sense and feeling I get here from .50 update. That, yeah, that's absolutely, you know, it, like I said, they're listening to the community. They're coming out. They're making it work. Go read the patch notes. Really important. Just to throw one more thing out there, the economy went from 12000 to 9000 oh, That's going to yeah. have a huge impact on, you know, the overall wait, playability. But, but wait, that's going to be easier. Out. Time out. Time out. We've seen people get over 9000 though. Like, how right, many so times? I, I know why. I know why. I, I asked this question to my buddy, Goalie, or Matt Holtman. He's the producer and, and studio manager at UMG. And I said, why am I looking at players with over 10,000 you know, 9, credits? And there's a good reason. It actually will pop up, but it doesn't award you those credits. So it'll pop up and show you how many credits you're essentially wasting if you're not spending enough. Right. So that's what it'll do. It'll pop up and show you. But once you go to buy and stuff, it's going to be at 9,000. You yeah, actually they gotta don't show get that more easier that. somehow. Yeah. They got to. Well, because it, it, it confused me. Right. Because yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. wait, hold on. We're capped at 9,000, but they're getting 10,000. But that's what it is. That, and, and it makes sense. And I guess other games like CSGO do show you that. So I was glad that I got that cleared up. But it's going to make a major impact, uh, given the fact that it's only 9,000. You're not going to be able to just buy weapons for your entire team anymore. It's going to be easier to make comebacks, if you will, or theoretically. And also, you're not going to just be able to buy an op every round with full abilities, because that, that's essentially going to be two-thirds of your overall credits. It could run you about 6,000 to 6,500. So you're going to have to be a lot smarter when running your op, or at least your op players and things like that. So major changes, but like Troy said, Go read the patch notes. Uh, you know, it's on beta.playvalorant.com. Patch notes 0 0.50. Either way, there's a ton in there. Graphic changes, quality of life, bug fixes, everything. I love how detailed they are. But not, you know, another subject to move on. Uh, there's already another leak. We talked about leaks in our last one with the new agent, with the new map that was potentially coming. We haven't seen it as of yet, but I'm confident we will. Leak team deathmatch has uh, at least come into the fold. That's pretty fun. I, You know, honestly, out of all game modes that they would be adding, I never expected really a team deathmatch. I wonder, if, uh, like, is this going to be a core team deathmatch or is this going to be like, hey, you know, you have 10 lives and, you know, like the Gears style, right? Like, hey, you, got, you have so many lives, play it out. Like, I would love to see them. Um, I was thinking hmm. about this the other day. What this game can do that CSGO can't do because it has the eyes on it right now is create these ltms that actually get the community talking like fun game modes that keep the players in like because we're on the same three maps right here we are on the same three maps over and over and over right now uh although we talked about last week the one that got you know leaked a little bit so we might have a fourth map here soon but imagine how 
how how fun that would be for the fans alone, right? People, especially coming from different games into this game, like all of a sudden there's other maybe more casual LTM modes than the hardcore Valorant CSGO feel of, hey, one life, one round. Yeah, so that's I'm I'm really good or I'm really glad that you set up the question that way or at least set up your statement that way. I was talking to my buddy, um, Skackle is his name. He's he's a Twitch streamer, and he was playing Warzone. And I asked him, you know, why don't you play Valorant? He says, well, why am I going to play Valorant if it's just not a content friendly game? And that had me thinking to myself, and I'm like, you know what? I get so wrapped up in the esports centric aspect of this game because you know that's what I love. It it appeals to me in yeah. that regard. But your YouTubers, your Twitch streamers, what is going to make them play Valorant? What is going to bring them there? And obviously, we know how much of an impact YouTubers and, and Twitch streamers have on the growth of a game, on the growth of communities, right? Yeah. So when it comes to Valorant, right now, what is the purpose? What is fun, essentially, for a content creator who doesn't care about going through and getting a perfect, like, oh, I'm going to go play five ranked games, I'm going to win all five, it's a challenge. Other than that, what can they do that's fun? That's why this League Team Deathmatch already, right? That's why these, as you, as you mentioned, LTM's limited time modes are going to be incredibly important for content creators, not necessarily for competitive integrity, but for content to be made. And so for me, I like the idea that they're already playing around with Team Deathmatch, but like you said, there's a lot of ways they can go about it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to be interested. Like, I, Obviously, the leak is about just a Team Deathmatch for everybody that's out there. Uh, but I mean, it, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how this how this comes out. Like, is it just one round? We don't know. Like, if it is a you know we're we're playing to a certain I, I like cat like number of kills. You know, like how often is the spawn delayed? Like, is the spawn delayed? That's what I'm going to be interested to see. Like, as far as team deathmatch go, right? There's a lot in there. Uh, besides just hey, here's a team deathmatch option that is yet to be uncovered. Right. So I, I can't wait to to like really fill it out and see how it's gonna work, Taylor. And I'm excited to play you, a new you, mode. You know, getting wild with have you ever played Conquer? I think it's called Conquer. It, it's, oh, it's, uh, it's Cronker. Is it Cronk? It's Cronker, right? It's 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 kinda like CSGO, but it's like Minecraft version of CSGO. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's yeah. free to play. It's it's like on your browser. Yes, you know, yes. that has a team deathmatch. Actually, I think it's all team deathmatch if I'm not I, mistaken. Yes, it is. It is all team. Well, no, no, no. There is there is capture the capture the flag or capture the hill. There is it. There is a capture okay, the hill. Okay. Yeah, I love Crunker. By the way, Crunker was the only game that I played before I bought a PC or before I started playing Valorant. So I went to. <laughs> it's the only it, game your your laptop can handle. No, no, no. So listen, <laughs> this is the truth. I was in I was in Atlanta for a phase event. Right uh, for Phase Atlanta, actually, uh, this just like a couple months ago, right, right before all this went down, I was in Atlanta yep. for the for the CDL and and in Atlanta. And anyways, we went to this uh, this um, uh, gaming center that's there, and the guys that were with me were like, "Hey, bro, we want to play Crunker? They have it on these PCs." And I was like, "Sure, it's my <laughs> film crew. I never played it." And we get into it, and I'm telling you, bro, I came home, and that was the only thing my computer could run until I got Valorant, because, you know, Valorant's actually not that demanding uh, on your yeah, graphics yeah. card at all. So, like, that's why I could run those two games. But, yeah, I did play some Crunker, and it is fun. But, yeah, they do have different modes, and those modes would be fun here as well. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? CTF, Capture the Flag, Team Deathmatch. All those are available on Crunker, and I think Crunker, out of any game, is kind of... <laughs> Not relatable, but sort of relatable to Valorant, I guess, and yeah. the overall feel of it, it kind of feels like CSGO, you know, like you said, is. with Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. So Team Deathmatch works on that, and I'm not going to lie, I have a fun time with it. So, you know, honestly, just think about it, and I just thought about that. Maybe, who knows, if Valorant does introduce that, it could be fun. But they're going to have to work out spawns, though, because I don't know, 10 players on one map, spawns could get a little wild, and spawn trapping is is... 100% going to be a reality. Maybe they'll, you know, bring in different maps specifically that are, you know, TDM or Team Deathmatch centric. But uh, another thing too, with ranked mode, also brought a new frustration. And I don't think it's necessarily new. It kind of spans across multiple platforms. It, with I think with any ranked mode, right? Whether it's, you know, Fortnite, Overwatch, CSGO, uh, you know, whatever game. But the fact is right now, there's no solo, solo queue. Now, let me explain 
what that exactly is. Now, solo queue, obviously, you could go in, you could solo queue up, whether it be unrated, whether it be rated, you can play with random people. You might run into five total randoms who are coming in. You might run into a squad of four that's in Discord. You might be the only solo. They might not even talk to you. Same thing goes for ranked. But what people want or what they're advocating is they want a solo solo queue, which means, uh, think Overwatch. When you go into Overwatch and you're playing competitive, you can go in as a solo player and you can be matched up with other solo players, even if you're playing ranked. And I think at most, they'll put you with maybe two or three people that are kind of paired together. But for the most part, you're not going to get that core team integrity of five strong, right? So it makes things a little bit more balanced, right? You're not going to be going against another team as well who's five strong. There are rare times that will happen, but for the most part, they have a passive kind of queue. So you won't have that. Solo solo queue added to Valorant is something that people want, but I'm not going to lie. Valorant actually pushed back on this idea. They don't want that. Troy, what do you think about it? Uh, I think it's actually really weird because don't they have solo queue in League still? Like, unless they remove solo queuing in League, I don't know what else. But, I mean, they've nailed the competitive thing, the, the seasonal rating, right? All that in, in, in League before. I'm really surprised that they're saying no in this game, and it obviously has to do with the type of game, but uh, and they feel it's more team-centric, right? Um, but, man, I really would like a solo-solo queue. I mean, there is times at 3 o'clock, I guess, in the morning when you guys heard on and I should play. Again, God, that would be horrible. Maybe I don't need a solo-solo queue. Maybe that would be bad for me. But, no, no, for real. A solo-solo queue is uh, is definitely, uh, I think, something that, that we need. Well, so, for me, and I go back to what I discussed with Team Deathmatch, and I also go back to the original point of content creators. What is the point of them, you know, playing if they can't make content, if it's just pure, purely competitive, you know, five versus five, Solo queue could be a new avenue for maybe a type of a different type of content, if you will. You could go in, and I, I think the easiest thing, and I, I don't advocate this, but it's, it's always funny to watch. Maybe a trolling series, you know, going as solo queue, but you can already do that in unrated. It doesn't. We don't matter. need a Tyler but, one over here in Valorant, bro. We don't need a Tyler uh, one. You know, hey, but but he he is polarizing though. He is polarizing. He, he can make things fun. He could a little, little short guy, but he's he's a firecracker. He's a firecracker. That's true. But by the way, his his come up story is 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 powerful. Uh, powerful. I don't know if you've seen the documentaries on him, but I have it. I have it. I need guy. to go watch it. You, you got to go watch him, man. He he was he was like blackballed by league. He oh, getting, I know. I, I know about that and, part. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then he yeah. stood but, on uh, the stage there, right at their at their world. Yep. Which is just crazy. Ah, uh, but anyways, enough about that. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, from solo solo queue, you know, it it, it amounts to less sleep for you, Troy, which obviously True. isn't a good thing given your current state. But it it allows more of an avenue for players who don't always have a five because it's hard to find a five man squad, right? Whether it be Overwatch, you know, whether you see it's especially when they only play it, one game a night. Okay, now hold on, that was uncalled for. That was a low blow. All right, that was a low, and I knew that was coming. It doesn't surprise me. But I, you didn't have to say it. Come on, man. I did. I did. I had to say it. <laughs> it had to be said. And I agree. It is. It is hard to get five guys together, right? Like usually we it don't is. have a full five. Usually, like not for at least more than one or two games because people's schedules. And I get it. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, usually you know you're playing in a in a two or three man group. You know, at best three man. You know, normally it's at least a pair, right, of guys together. But right. yeah, it's uh. It's definitely tough, and and like I said, for me, like I would like solo solo queue. I get a lot of people don't have friends that maybe can buy a new PC, right, or that can jump on a PC. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. Kyle, our friend that that's playing with us now, he literally got a PC because I got one. He went and figured out a way to get one, you know, and went through you know Digital Storm and did it that way, and uh, you know, is you know financed himself a computer just so he could play with us. So you know, I mean, that so not funny. everybody it's can like do you're, that. You're though. like the leader. You're like the leader of computers now for your entire group. You that's get right. a computer plus 144 monitor, yeah, you know, a, a Hertz monitor. And now you're just like, hey, everybody, go buy a PC right now. Yeah, it's yeah. the greatest thing in the world. If I was a millionaire, I would just buy them for my friends. That's what I would do. I, I, I would be spoiling yeah, yeah. my friends. I just want a 2080 Ti. That's, that's all. Actually, they're already announcing the, the 3000 series now. But I digress. I don't want to get you. Because now, yeah. now I probably got your wheel spinning like, wait a second. 3000 series. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, video, wait, what are you talking about? 
Yeah, never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I don't need to spend any more money right now. Talk about spinner money. Let's go to. Uh, let's go to save or spend here. Halftime. If you saved, spend it. Don't save a thing. Don't save a thing, Taylor. That's that's I, that's not hard for me to do, and it's not hard for my wife to do either. But when you talk about uh, oh. when you talk about Valorant, uh, that's another story. Um, save or spend. This is something I've been trying to to figure out a lot, right? You like what abilities do I buy for each one of my agents that I play? Like when is the best time to buy all three smokes for Bram, right? When is the best time to to go ahead and you know buy my cages or or buy you know trip wires for for Cypher when I'm playing? And I don't always know these answers. Um and 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 so you know today I think we're gonna what? We're gonna we're gonna talk a little about Phoenix a little bit. And yeah, so this is uh, uh, you know, obviously Phoenix, an incredibly uh, powerful agent, especially if you're solo queuing, which you know we just talked about. It's one of those character, one of those agents that you could just go in solo queue with Phoenix, and you could slay out. But there is a new reason to play Phoenix, and that is because you can actually survive the spike explosion. Now, this might be a glitch currently, but at least as of right now, if you are let, let's say you're trying to clutch up. You're in a 1v1. Maybe you don't get the 1v1, but your opponent doesn't have a chance to defuse the spike. You know this, so you go to run away, but you can't run away fast enough. If you have your ult with Phoenix, right? So you actually, you know, essentially turn into a, a clone of Phoenix. That Phoenix dies, then you then go back to your original body. If you are to use your ult, Ed, just before the spike explosion hits you, you'll actually stay alive. Your clone will die, and then you'll go back to your original body, and it's kind of crazy. It's really trippy. You'll be inside the explosion, so everything is kind of black and gray, but you're alive. And therefore, what's important about that? Well, it allows you to save whatever weapon you have. So if you're running an op, we know how expensive an op can be now, especially with the reduction of credits from 12,000 to 9,000. Now you'll have the chance to save it. Very rare situations, but it's still possible. Yeah, that is uh, that is definitely a crazy save. That that uh, I'm gonna have to go check that one out for sure, Taylor. I I gotta see this. Uh, that won't be hard. I'm sure we can all Google it and find it. But holy cow! But what about his other abilities? When we talk about Phoenix, like when is when is the right time to jump in there and buy you know his curveballs right in those flashes every time? When is the right time to buy those hot hands, you know, or and, and and his blaze wall, right? So, like when you talk about him and you're and you're trying to get to that end game to get that save, is this for you? If you're playing somebody like Phoenix, are you buying every time you can buy all his utility? I think Phoenix is one of those uh, agents that is really unique, given the fact that it does have flashes. In fact, the only one, well, I guess three total have flashes, right? You you have. Uh, um, your omen, which kind of stuns in a way, but it's not necessarily flash, but still stuns. You have breach, obviously that stuns. But when it does come to Phoenix, whenever it does come to breach, the stuns or the flashes rather are really impactful and used quite a bit. You, I, in my opinion, you always buy your flashes. They are incredible at stopping your opponents in their tracks, at least putting them, you know, on edge, off their toes. If anything, it forces them to t- kind of turn around to avoid the shot. One thing that has changed, we talked about it, is the the fact that, you know, there's a credit cost tuning that, that just occurred. Brimstone, or at least, excuse me, Phoenix's curveball now, uh, you know, used to cost 100. It was very cheap. Now it's 200, right? Yep. So the fact is right now it's a little bit more expensive, but honestly, I think it's absolutely validated that you buy them. It's absolutely valid that you buy every single round. Phoenix's curveball, and you use them every round. If you are not using both curveballs in each and every round, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I mean, and for me, like on his wall too, like I think you buy it as much as you can. We know how important cover is in this game, like being able to you know, break line of sight. And I think that's super important, but also the fact that it can heal him. Like he's one of the few, right, that I have a healing ability in the game, right? And being able to heal himself um, I think him and Sage, right? No one else can heal themselves, right? It's just them two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think. Yeah. 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 It's just them two. Yeah. Yep. So, so like, you know, I, I, that's a really special, you know, unique capability of his, right? As an agent and being able to have that utility that can kind of serve dual purposes. You almost have to buy it every time you can, in my opinion. 
No, I agree. You know, Phoenix is one of those agents that is incredibly selfish if you play Phoenix, right? Because the heals only affect you. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, including a firewall, right, that can still damage your teammates, but still heals you as well. Yep. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a very selfish character, but a valuable character to have on your team. And one of the, I think, top three characters that or agents, rather, that you have to run every single time. So, hey, if you're going through, you know, and if, if you see a Phoenix, e even Breach, you're buying those flashes every single time. Never, never let up on that ability. Well, one thing I'm not going to let up on this week Taylor, is my match point. Match point. Let's close up shop. We know more than we did before. Let's use that. Well, Taylor, by the way, I really like that soundbite. It's a pretty cool one. That, <laughs> yeah. that one Who that got one that soundbite, by the way? I don't know. That's a pretty cool soundbite. But, uh, <laughs> man, what am I getting better on this week? So last week I said I was getting better. I was going to work on my aim, right? Uh, and I am. I'm getting better. I will tell you, the drastic change came to... Not really the fact that it's a 144 hertz monitor, but the fact that I went from a 27-inch BenQ 4K monitor to this 24-inch uh, 144 BenQ uh, monitor, right? And so mm -hmm. I went from one to the other, but the big difference was my reticle. So like I had my settings at the same thing a lot of other players that I was playing with had. Like I would ask them like, what were their reticle placements? What, what were their settings at? You know, one or two is typically where the lines were for its thickness, you know, or if you had a dot in the middle, you know, it was on one or two at max, right? And, and, and so like I tried all these different settings, but immediately I noticed like for me, uh, whenever I changed this monitor, my reticle like the difference from just the screen, right? From how it displayed what a one was on my screen versus a four on my bigger screen, right? Like it was the craziest thing. So I'll say this for those out there that are wondering like, Hey, I don't really feel comfortable with my reticle yet. Keep messing around with it. And it might be different on your screen because of the way the pixels work, right? And the Hertz work in your screens. Uh, but really it did make a big difference for me and my ability to shoot. Now this week, what I'm working on is like, we saw a lot of changes in this patch about like stopping, right? And, and really uh, being able to stop your momentum, take the shot. You have to like the, everything is being reset. Peaker's advantage is being changed. So taking your time when you take those shots and moving around those corners is imperative more than ever. And that's what I'm working on this week is just playing my game, you know, playing it, playing it slow, making my shots, just kind of slowing it down as I come around those corners uh, to really be patient and, and hit those shots. I think that's something everybody could work on. And, you know, absolutely everybody could work on learning your angles, slowing it down. I find it super fascinating, though, that uh, just changing from, you know, 27 inch to 24 inch, just different monitor in general, affected your, your crosshair. That, for me, that's absolutely wild. You know, yeah. something that I, I never, well, ever expected what I, what to be I, the case. I realized that what really set it off was I remember watching all you guys on the other screen and thinking, man, your reticles are super small. Like, how are y'all seeing anything? And then I switched over here and I changed my reticle lower. And now everybody else's reticle is literally looks bigger. So I'm like, what the crap happened? And then I realized, <laughs> oh, okay, it was my big screen change, not just the fact that I changed, but I was able to make the change because I came off that big pixel 60 hertz, you know, and it's like I said, it's a nice 4K monitor, but it did make a huge difference. And I did not believe it, ladies and gentlemen, that it would make that big of a difference, but it does. Wow. No, I never thought about that. That's actually something that I might look into myself, uh, changing my reticle, because that's honestly something I've never even tried to change. Uh, I think I did at the very beginning, uh, but I've kind of just been satisfied with it. But it's one of those things that if you can change, make it better, then, uh, hey, it might improve your gameplay. At least for me, something that I'm looking to improve on. Last week, I mentioned uh, sound cues was incredibly important. For example, if somebody's reloading, that's the perfect time to push them, right? So I definitely improved on that. And I've seen a big difference in picking up extra frags that I wasn't getting before. But this week, I am definitely going to be practicing uh, avoiding flashes, which is funny because we talked about it in Saver Spin. But with Phoenix and Breach, you know, both of those flashes have a long lasting effect, especially, especially Breach at this point. And after watching several tournaments, specifically the T1 tournament, um, I ended up noticing that players would literally do a 180 whenever they would see the, the flash animation come on their screen. And because of doing that, they would barely get flashed and still be ready to go and push 
that person because as we know, as soon as Phoenix or Breach flashes, they're pushing in full steam ahead. Yep, if you yep. can avoid that flash, you have a much better chance of picking up an additional elimination. So for me, I'm definitely going to be working on at least doing that 180 as soon as I see or pick up the, uh, the initial flash coming in and then resetting my crosshair which kind of goes back to what Troy was saying, at least on my opponent. So that for me, for the entire week, whenever I get on and play my one game, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what I'm going to be practicing. Game. Yeah, well, you got to practice a little more than one game every night. But hey, it's still fun. Still <laughs> that's a good fair. Time. Still a good time. Oh, man. Well, what a great week. I hope you guys enjoyed another episode of The Valorant Show. It's been fun, Taylor. It's been, it's been, it's been real. Uh, and I'm ready to play some more Valorant right now. I don't know about you. All right, man. Let's get on. This is my one game, baby. I'm actually, what time is it right now? Hey, it's still uh, early. I've got yeah. at least two games in me. Oh, wow. <laughs> at least two games. You hear right here, right here on the show. Wow. Wow. Man, always great to have you guys. Detroit, great to have you once again, man. Seriously. I, you know, honestly, I got to say, I'm really liking this. We're learning a lot, as well as, the, as well as the listeners, the agent out there. Always great to have you guys. Always great to do this in conjunction with UMG. Appreciate you guys stopping by. It's only episode number two. There's still plenty more to come, especially if what uh, Summit, or excuse me, what Shroud said is true. 10-year game? I have a 10-year podcast. Either way, we appreciate you guys stopping by. We hope to see you again on the next episode of The Valorant Show. Peace. Grab some water, refill those clips, and let's get back out there.